it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things yoga, relationships, and well-being. And today I have a lovely guest with me. Her name is Mary Welp, and she's in America, and I'm in England. <laughs> and she is a craniosacral and hypnotherapist living in Kentucky with her husband, Jim. She has been in private practice doing bodywork and hypnosis for 20 years. She has worked with nonprofit involving returning soldiers from Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as served on the board of Link Up, offering assistance to those who have dealt with clergy abuse and related trauma. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate the opportunity. That's all right. So yeah, how did you get into meditation and hypnotherapy? Um, well, hypnotherapy, it was really my clients. I was doing body work and people would come in with back aches or headaches or gut issues and we'd work on that. And then they would talk to me about more of an issue that hypnotherapy could work with, either with a habit that they wanted to change or just wanted to change the way they were thinking about life. They realized they were stuck in some way and we're looking for a tool for that. So I went and got my hypnotherapy certification, my license, and then I started marrying the two therapies together. So I would do body work for the first half hour and that would get people very relaxed and very comfortable. So I didn't even need to talk them down very much. They'd already be in a relaxed hypnotic state. And then I would talk them through whatever change it was they were looking for. And then as my good clients would ask for homework, you know, how can I keep this going? How can I work on myself? I began teaching it as a self-hypnosis practice. And then I've been doing yoga for a long time. I went through, I stopped for a while and got depressed. And I stopped oh, wow. for about three years and realized that yoga is my medicine yes. and had to go back. And so I will never quit again. Um, it does keep me balanced. It does keep that energy flowing, you know, as doing body work and energetic work, we collect a lot of others energy. So it really helped me keep things moving. And that's where I learned meditation and meditation is so beautiful because it really trains the mind and the body to work together. Yes. And it, it becomes the meditation becomes more of that muscle memory where it's very quick to get into that that place. And yeah. so I found that marrying those, these two therapies together was very helpful for people and they could drop down really quickly into a state that would help them shift whatever they were looking to shift. Yeah. That's amazing because meditation is so, oh, anybody can use it. It's a tool that is free most of the time, or you can just use it anyway. And yeah, it's just incredible. But how would you say for someone to get into it, especially if they are new to it or really not sure they think they need it and they do know they need it, but they don't know how to do it? 
I would suggest that they just work on shifting their attention and energy inward. Um, I had the false impression when I first learned meditation that we wanted to go out of our body up into the ethos and our answers were up in the heavens somewhere. <laughs> we bring it back down and our answers would be right there. But body work taught me that, no, it's actually in our cells. It's in our DNA. It's in our tissue, what we carry, who we are. Um, and so by encouraging people to just drop down into themselves, even if they just think about their spine or the muscles along their back, something to bring it inward. That's the first place I would recommend starting because for a lot of people, we don't do that. We don't shift inward. Our attention is always outward. So we don't even, when you ask someone how they feel, sometimes they have to sit and think about it. Well, I don't know. How does my body feel? You know, yeah. where am I hurting? Where is my tension today? You know, it's not always that obvious because we're so in our head. Um, our brain's job, or the number one prime directive is to keep us safe. So our brain is constantly looking for trouble. It's looking to evaluate the room. It's looking to judge other people and judge ourselves. And so um, kind of becoming aware of the way our mind is working and where our thoughts are going and whether they're positive and productive or whether they're kind of negative and you know, leading us down that rabbit hole. Yeah, especially because a lot of people will, well, especially my classes as well. I, I, I do tend to say, scan your body for any tight areas. And nobody really does that outside of class. And then when someone, right. someone came up to me the other day and said, oh, whenever you say that, it, it really brings it home to me that I don't do it. And I think until someone says, do it then then you do, yeah. do it like most right. of the time everyone's got their shoulders up really really high until someone says push your shoulders down you think ah oh, that feels better <laughs> right oh so true so true yeah and I think we're all carrying the weight of the world these days on those big shoulders yes totally yeah, agree. Definitely. yeah and I can see behind you we're actually on video but yeah we're just using the audio for um podcast but I can see behind you your book tell me about your book so I put Rise Hypnotic Meditation, which is the practice I'm teaching now. I've put it into a book form. I started teaching it as a workshop in yoga studios. And was that was great. But with the pandemic, people were signing up and then canceling and signing up and then canceling. So I decided it was time to put it in book form. So it's 90 pages, not real big, but power packed. I didn't put a lot of fluff in there. People don't have time to read these days. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but um, it, I talk about why RISE works, how it works, and then uh, describe the process. The RISE is an acronym for the four steps. So that's the self-hypnosis part. And then I encourage people to do it daily as a practice because then you can use it, put it in your toolbox as an emergency tool kit. You know, because I know I've been triggered in public places before and used RISE to kind of regather my thoughts and uh, ground myself again, because I, I know one time in particular, I was in a restaurant and uh, someone had said something that really, you know, I was ready to blow and just really get in his face. And I thought, you know, the restaurant doesn't need to hear this. You know, it doesn't, you know, he's just being him. It's his deal, you know? And so I went into the restroom and I did my rise and kind of got myself back together and so it, it can be used as um, a daily practice. I also use it to kind of wipe the slate clean of the day at the end of the day. And what went well, I congratulate myself for and say, good, do more of that. And what didn't go well when I put my foot in my mouth or hurt someone's <laughs> feelings or, you know, didn't, things didn't go very well. I give myself a break and I kind of clear the slate of that. 
say, okay, you'll do better tomorrow and, and move on. And so I find it a very self-compassionate practice as well. Yeah. And what is it? What are the four kind of pillars, I suppose, that you go into? So yes, yes. hypnosis, but what else is that? Well, so R stands for relax. So you want to do a progressive body relaxation scan, which I'm sure you've done hundreds, of not thousands <laughs> of them in your life. And again, just concentrating on pulling all the energy inward and blocking out the noise and the world that's around us and really going inward because that's when we really know and can gravitate towards what we think and what we believe and what's really going on with us that day. Then I stands for imagine. You wanna to go to a really safe and happy place. Um, I love nature, I love the woods, I love the ocean. I go to these places, but some people find themselves in their grandmother's attic where they used to go as children or in a bedroom that they loved as a child. So anywhere that you feel safe where you can do your work, and then S stands for suggest. That's where you're actually going to plant a new suggestion into the subconscious. So you're saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to move this anger energy into a more peaceful energy or whatever it is you're looking to shift. You can use it as a visualization or you can do a regression or you can do anchoring, which is using, I use a thumb and a forefinger together to really anchor a feeling so that when you do that again, the nervous system can take you back to that peaceful way of being. So there's a number of ways to do S, the suggest state. And then E stands for empower. So when you move an energy, you wanna replace it with something more positive. So by really feeling your strength and feeling um, the results of the energy that you move, it really solidifies it in your body. There's also the superhero pose, which Harvard and Columbia University have both done studies on, but other places have as well. And you know, from yoga, those power poses, the warrior poses, mountain, you know, if you stand in them for 120 seconds or two minutes, you actually affect a chemical reaction in the body where you're lowering cortisol by 25% and increasing testosterone and that strength power hormone by 8%. That's so nice. there's a lot we can do that really will shift things um, if we take the time to do it. Yeah, especially with the power thing as well. If you are feeling stuck with your energy or you wake up the wrong side of the bed, that's an English saying, I think. Yes, yes, yes. We used um, to. Just to move your body and, and get out all of this extra energy by maybe dancing or putting on your favorite music and dance in the kitchen. And, and do you find that helps as well? Oh, very much so. Yeah, I love music. And um, yes, yes, um, yes. Anything that helps move and movement is what moves energy and intention, you know, having that intention of, I, I don't wanna be stuck. I don't wanna feel this way anymore. That really invites the energy to shift. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the people maybe um, talk about, yeah, the soldiers and things like that. Did you work with them with their hypnosis or meditation or because I suppose they're coming back like that? Right, right. Um, actually, at the time, it was more body work, but I did do some visualizations with them. And it was really about, and anyone who's gone through significant trauma in their life, it's about feeling comfortable in your body again. Because when you go through trauma, you want to out of this body, you know, you don't want to be where you are, you don't want to uh, be experiencing what you're experiencing. So it was really getting people, uh, getting the soldiers comfortable again in their own bodies, um, so that they could move forward because a lot of them um, had kind of been shot out of their bodies through a certain experience or another. 
and were having trouble getting back in. So it was hard for them to recalibrate into their old lives because yeah. they were still reliving that trauma and still in that traumatic state. So again, even just by doing those progressive relaxation scans, dancing, moving that energy and inviting in more of what you want because energy flows where the intention goes. Yes, so, I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> No, that is so true. And would you say, like, I don't know, if you, if you think about if, if a person hasn't done meditation before, and they just think about they have this thing in their mind that this person has to be or I have to be sat down cross legged. What would you that's not that's not true. No, but, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Anywhere say, well, you can you do it anywhere, anytime. I've done it in my car many times since I've done it in the bathroom of a restaurant before. <laughs> um, I do it constantly all day long. Even if I just get a moment where there's not a lot going on, I'll just sit and take a breath and, you know, come back into my body. You know, how do I feel? What's going on? And it doesn't take long. It just takes a minute or two. And again, how I ritualistically do rise and do my meditation is at the end of the day. So I'm laying in bed. Um, I'm careful not to do it in the, my sleep position. I sleep on my side. So I, I lay on my back and do my meditation because otherwise I'm going to fall asleep. But um, so I'll do my meditation and then roll over and fall asleep. And I find it's just a really great way to, to close up the day, you know, because sometimes our, our anxiousness rolls from one day to the next. And so to kind of just regroup this day and let's, let's find a conclusion to today. Let's, let's wrap up the energy of today so we can move forward tomorrow. Yeah, especially with trauma as well. I suppose if, if you wake up and you automatically remember what you or the pain you had yesterday, you're automatically going to, in your brainwaves, have that. So you're going to affect, yes. you're going to find that pain. So yes. then by closing yes. it off, like you just said, I suppose then, yeah, it gets rid of that energy. Right. And it, it gives you opportunity to invite a new energy in for the new day and setting yourself up for that by closing off and ending that it's kind of like clearing the hard drive, you know, emptying your emails, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of, otherwise there's just this clutter going on all the time in our brains and in our bodies. Um, again, that until we stop and take a minute and really, what am I feeling? Uh, we yeah. don't know. Yeah, no, it's so true. That really is. And would you say if you're going to start it, would you say do five minutes a day or an hour? From oh, I would, you know, whatever length of time works for you, I would, you know, even 10 seconds, even if you just, okay, where is my diaphragm right now? Am I breathing in? Am I breathing out? Just taking that and then that will grow. Then you'll spend 30 seconds doing it. Then you'll spend a couple minutes doing it. And then you'll say, okay, today I'm going to do the progressive scan. And then you're going to, okay, now I'm ready to relax myself and move this energy. I've got this funky feeling today. It needs to go. So you know, yes, it definitely grows. Yeah. yeah. And very quickly, very quickly. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, and would yeah. you say maybe use an app or do it on your own or with music or without music? Um, I would just suggest it depends upon what the person likes individually. Some people like music, some people don't. So it's really whatever they like and whatever makes them feel the most peaceful and relaxed. So if there's a certain type of music that you like, I would suggest listening to that. Um, but I would do it the same way for a few days. So maybe light the same candle, sit in the same position, 
have your oil diffuser going with the same scent or light the same incense. And it, it's just training your body and your mind to go to this place very quickly because it's going to smell that smell and say, okay, it's time to meditate. It's time, you know, it's time to do our rise. And so the body again will really pick it up very quickly and it'll become habit and pattern really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. Welcome to Inside Timer, the number one free app for sleep, anxiety, and stress with more than 100,000 guided meditations led by the best teachers from Great Britain and around the world. I am a teacher on this platform and it is amazing for sleep, anxiety, everything really. So come on over and check it out. It's a free app and it has over 20 million meditators on there. I have over 25 meditations for you to choose from, as well as the goddess academy of light course you will learn so much on this course and you have made the right decision to be here and be part of this amazing self-taught academy journey this is a self-taught 14-day course that you can take at your own pace everything if it is getting too much for you you are struggling with your relationships you're struggling with life this is one course that you need in your life you will learn how to meditate and journal so you have a clearer headspace to come at your relationship you will learn how to use eft tapping method for you to feel completely stress-free you will use breath work you will know how to sleep better have self-care and nutrition you will learn yoga techniques movement exercise for you to be able to move through challenging times within your relationship and for you to be able to survive whatever it is that life and your relationship throws at you you will also learn how to communicate with your partner better and there are so many more different techniques and tools for you to have the best relationship with your partner and yourself so come on over onto the insight timer meditation app it is free to download just search it wherever you download your apps from and i will see you there and how often or not um not how often, how old would you say, like, do it? Would you do it with children as well? Yes, any age, any age. age. I'd really, I would love to teach more children um, because I think these are skills that we don't offer our kids. You know, we don't talk about these things growing up. We don't give them uh, tools to self-regulate. It's just, you know, get back out there and keep doing what you do. And it doesn't always work, you know, we all get stuck at different times during our life. We all are challenged during our life. We all have pain of one kind or another during our life. So it's really admitting that these things do exist. It's part of being in a life, but there's also tools. There's also ways to help with growth and development through these times. I think these challenges are there for a reason. They are there to help us expand and to grow and to realize who we really are and give us more ability to live our vulnerable selves and our vulnerable lives. Yeah, yeah. And do you, the people that you work with, are they more trauma related or anything else? Not right now, right now it's just, I'm I'm working with a really broad audience. I think this is good for everybody and I'm trying to teach everybody and anybody. Uh, Last weekend, I got to work at two festivals, which were really fun. One was the Kentucky Yoga Festival. 
And so I went down and I taught Rise there, but with all the yogis. So that was really fun. Oh, it was out in nature on a big farm in Kentucky. And then the next day I went to Mind Fest, which was in downtown Louisville. We've, this is the home of Brianna Taylor. And so we've had a lot of trauma in the city of Louisville, Kentucky. And so a lot of um, psychologists here brought MindFest to Louisville, which is a way to just get people talking about it, talking about what we've been through, about um, how challenging life has been since the pandemic, how much life has changed, what yes. we're going to do with that, and giving people tools and resources that, um, you know, they don't have to feel stuck and they don't have to feel alone. Yeah, because a lot of people do as well. And even if you say mm -hmm. chat or talk and have a conversation about it, people still feel stuck. So to have a tool that they can use for free or whatever it is, absolutely, then, yeah, they can come yeah. and get rid of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and work for themselves because you know we can't always get to our helpers. You know, our therapists, our friends, our family—they're not always available to us in that moment where we may get triggered or we may be in an accident or we may, you know, something may happen. So we need, you know, to work on ourselves and know that we have tools and skills to find peace for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And do you do, do you bring breath work into it at all? Absolutely. Yeah. I love breath work. <laughs> it, oh, I love the breath work because that's what shifts the nervous system, right? That's what gets that parasympathetic um, and, and gets everything calm and, and allows you to be more reflective is the breath. And so, yeah, by taking at least three really deep cleansing breaths, and I really encourage people to do the breath work into the parts of their body where they feel that tension and tightness. So like me with the shoulders, you know, breathe into the shoulders and let them go, you know, or whatever part of their body that they really feel that anxiousness in. Yeah, because actually somebody asked me the other day in, in the yoga class that I was teaching, because I say like breathe into a specific area and, yes. and she was like, what does that mean? And I said, well, okay, imagine, visualize that you're sending your breath towards that area. You're giving it oxygen. You're giving it nutrients for it to then open up and release on your exhale. So Love you're getting that. rid of that pain. And she was like, oh yeah, but nobody really kind of tells you about that. <laughs> you just say, breathe into it. You don't actually explain it. <laughs> right. Right. And I think, you know, we yogis have been doing this for so long. We don't think about that. Yeah. It's not, you know, because because once you do it, once you experience it, you know, you're doing it all the time. It's like, OK, you know, yeah. just let's just relax here a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And would you do um, yoga inside or outside or wherever's best? Wherever is best. It's um, with the pandemic. Uh, one of my yoga instructors that the studio I was practicing in closed. So um, one of the teachers brought a group out to the park. And so from that group, there have been three core people, three core, three women, my, myself and two others that have kept it up. And so we've been meeting in one of the women's basements through the pandemic and through the winter. And so we're finding wherever we can go, you know, so in, in the summertime, we go to the park when the weather's nice. And when it's not, we go to a friend's basement or garage. And um, yeah, it's my medicine, yeah. so I, I don't miss it. Yeah, that's good. Love it. That's really good. Yeah. And for people that I don't know, say say husband and wife, or, or you're married, or whoever you're with, yeah. your partner. If you're really into it, but you want to get your partner involved into it, but they really don't want to, but they do it anyway to make you happy. 
is that going to help them or not really because they're, they're just there because you want them there <laughs> i i think there's something to that but if they really give it a shot they will notice that it does have an effect on them and what i tell people is don't try to get other people to do it just do it for yourself and they will see the change in you yeah. they will notice okay you're not getting triggered as much you're not getting as angry you're not getting as whatever fill in the blank and so they will notice okay what she's doing is having an effect and so i want some of that yeah and so that it really does happen that way and i think that's the more um powerful way to do it because then they're making that choice for themselves yeah. they're not doing it because you told them to do it you know i if your mother tells you to clean your room it's like okay but yeah. you know if you're ready to clean up your room and you want some order then it's fun you turn the music on and it's it's a it's fun but when you're told to do it it's a it's a responsibility and it's a job and it's not as fun or as flowy yeah yeah and you your heart needs to be in it for you yes. to actually well feel all the benefits yeah yes yeah. yeah have you ever played with an energy ball no are they have you ever heard of those no maybe okay they have them on amazon but they look like ping pong balls and they have two electrodes on them so if you hold the two electrodes down the ball lights up and it makes a noise and it wiggles and vibrates and so i've my classes at the end of it i have people sit stand in a circle and have one person touch the electrode and i touch the other one and it will light up and we could have a, a ring of 20 people together to holding hands or just touching anywhere on their skin and it will make this ball light up so yeah. it's really to me it's that energetic proof that we yes. really are connected yeah. that there's an energetic field going on that we are connected with each other and so when we do work on ourselves it does have an effect on our world around us That's and incredible. i really love yeah i love the energy ball for that demonstration because okay you know maybe i feel peaceful but my mate does not you know maybe i need to be even more peaceful maybe i need to even you know all we can do is work on ourselves yes yeah yeah definitely and, and i find as well more people together then the more energy there is and you can really feel that in a room you can it's incredible yeah, yeah. yeah. if you're all doing yeah. the same thing or you're all breathing at the same time and yeah you're just there because you want to be there as well you can just feel it and it's just a mm -hmm. incredible feeling yeah right really right yeah, yeah no you have a great you have a great um view of that too you know as the teacher because i yeah. feel it from my mat you know i feel it with me and i feel it for the people around me on my mat but to be a teacher and stand in front and see you know 20 people yeah. or however's in your class that yeah. would be really fun yeah, yeah it is yeah i love that actually yeah and um, with, I forgot my question now. You're <laughs> fine. Um, with the, the meditation part of it, would you say that sometimes you might feel a tingling sensation or you might, you might not feel anything to start with? You might see a light. What would you kind of say, yeah, be aware of? Um, I would just say that people experience what they experience if i suggest that they may see light or they may feel movement then they're disappointed if they don't and they feel like they did it wrong yeah and everybody does it differently you know because you feel something different than someone else or you have a different experience than someone else does not mean that you're doing it wrong and i really encourage that with this work and with doing rise 
I was guiding people through a meditation where they were going into the woods and going into this beautiful place out in nature. And one of the, one of the participants ended up in her, her grandmother's attic where she used to go as a child. And I was like, well, go with it, you know, stay in the attic. Your subconscious wants you in the attic and that's where you feel safe and happy. So stay there. You know, what does it look like? What does it smell like? What, what are the colors there? What's the light coming in that attic? you know, what's the heat, what's the temperature of the, of the room where you are and really be wherever your subconscious wants you to be, because it knows your body knows what that next layer is that needs to come off. And sometimes you want to work five layers down and take that layer off, but you have to address these other ones first. And your body knows your body, your mind, and your spirit knows what you need to have that wholeness again. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you've been through trauma or you've lost somebody close to you just to open up and just ask. And a lot of people don't really know what that means as in like you can go inward and, and ask your guides, your spirit, your universe or God or whatever you want to call it, just ask the question and then yeah, let it, let these questions come in. The answers come in. Yes. Yes. And they, and it will. Because again, your body wants wholeness, it wants balance, um, and it knows what that means and how to get there. And I've really learned that through body work and cranial sacral therapy. It really taught me that the body, if we just give it support, it'll shift and it'll release and it'll do what it needs to do. Yes, yeah, it really will do. Because I think Mm -hmm. we, we have to unlearn a lot of things that we have learnt as a child in uh, and maybe our parents is not our parents fault but it's just that thing and and by knowing all this stuff now you can then go inward and find your answers everything is in within you but you don't get taught that right right yeah we need to do better with our kids yes (laughs) we really do we do do you teach yoga to children um no i did uh before the pandemic and now uh, in september i'm going to go back to actually my children's school and we're going to do it. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Good. Good. Because my children do practice yoga with me. Um, but even though that will kind of mean jumping on me or yeah, being yeah. away rather than doing it. <laughs> but they love it actually. And well, it's- yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure they feel it too. Yeah. You know, they feel that release and that calm afterwards, that yoga brain you get after a class. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. That is amazing. You know, Actually, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, um, they were arguing against each other. One's eight and one's four. And I don't know, something happened. She's four. And she came up, she was crying. She was screaming. I was just like, right, let's just sit down, look at me in the eyes, hold each other's hands and take in three big, deep breaths. And then I, I said, hold, like we were trying to do square breathing. And I said, hold your breath. And then she just started laughing. So immediately <laughs> she's gone from crying to laughing, but it made it fun. And I think yeah. a lot of kids don't know how to breathe properly or even know their, yeah. their feelings. Yes. Or why? Absolutely. So yeah, by doing this yeah. and teaching our children, we should be able to change the world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah. And the world sure needs it. It does. It really does. <laughs> and what are two takeaway points from today's conversation? Now I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> um, well, what I would is just our conversation about yoga. You just make me excited about it again, although I do it all the time. I just <laughs> I love talking about it. I love the medicine of it. I love the yoga brain. I love 
you know, how connected yoga is with what I'm doing in hypnotic meditation. And when I first developed this, um, after the pandemic, my office closed. So that's when I really started teaching this. And the first place I went was to yoga studios because I knew there they were open to meditation. They were open to change and they were, I could, you know, get people that were interested in that work. Um, so, you know, you're my people. (laughs) Um, um, so that would be one. And the other is just, um, how, how much we need to work with our children would be the other takeaway that I've really gotten from today is that we need to give these tools and skills to our children um, because it can save them such trauma and such pain in their lives and it will give them a tool and again when we don't have tools we feel stuck we feel stranded we feel abandoned yeah Um, and I think that's something that's we don't need to do that. We don't need to go there, you know? Yeah. So if we teach our children young, then they'll, oh no, I do have a tool. I'm not alone. I do yeah. have a skill. Yes, perfect. And where can we find you? What's your website or your social media channels? Um, www.risehypnoticmeditation.com. Sorry for all the letters, but I had to get it all in there in the title, <laughs> but it's risehypnoticmeditation.com. And I have some videos online there to help get started. So there's Rise for Patience, Rise for Guilt, Rise for Peace. And I think there's a couple of others. I also talk about the practice of Rise and why it works and how it works in videos that are on the website. So please, yes, feel free to reach out. I'm also going to do a virtual class in September where I'm going to teach people how to teach Rise. So if if, if this is something you might be interested in bringing into your yoga studio or any other teachers out there, or just if you'd like to learn it for yourself and learn more about um, why the practice works and from the teacher angle yeah. of Rise Hypnotic Meditation, uh, you can sign up on the website and I'll be sending out information the next month or so about that. Perfect. I'll put the, the website on the notes below. So yeah, that's Thank fine. you. Oh, Appreciate thank it. You. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gemma. You have a great day. Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon. Bye.